More discussion of sexuality and Mormonism next on Polygamy, What Love Is This? Last time, we presented some inside information from four different polygamy groups revealing disturbing sexual practices and child labor abuses in those groups. We asked the question, why is the Mormon religion so sexual? Multiple sex partners through polygamy, eternal marriage, eternal sex, and since belief affects behavior, it's not surprising that there are so many sex crimes in Mormon-dominated Utah, which is the very place they claim is God's Zion, where his only and true kingdom is located. It's too bad Mormonism rarely consults the Bible, because it informs us what God's true kingdom is like. 1 Corinthians 6.10 tells us that the sexually immoral will not inherit the kingdom of God. A few verses later, in 1 Corinthians 7.2, we are informed that monogamy is God's plan. But let's re read the whole. This is 1 Corinthians 6.18-7.2. Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Now concerning the matters about which you wrote, it is good for a man not to have sexual relations with a woman, but because of the temptation to sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. Obviously, sex outside of a monogamous marriage and having multiple partners are not acceptable in God's kingdom. And the context of this passage is the character of those who make up the kingdom of God. Mormonism, polygamy, and prodigious sexual activity do not produce God's kingdom on earth. A news story that came to light back in April of this year, 2022, alleged possibly high-profile perpetrators of ritualistic child abuse and trafficking in Utah. We're going to share part of the news article with you. Okay, Fox News reported this. The Utah County Sheriff's Department is revisiting decades-old allegations of ritualistic child abuse and trafficking. Detectives with the Utah County Special Victims Unit are investigating a series of reports alleging ritualistic child sexual abuse with the earliest allegations dating to 1990, according to local outlet Fox 13. In April of 2021, an investigation began into ritualistic child sexual abuse and child sex trafficking that occurred in Utah County, the department said in a press release. The ensuing investigation discovered that other victims had previously reported similar forms of ritualistic sexual abuse and trafficking that occurred in Utah County, Juab County, and San Pete County during the time between 1990 and 2010. And those counties have a high Mormon religious population, not just Mormonism, but polygamy groups as well. Now, this uh, case is still under investigation. On September 28th, just a few days ago, deputies arrested David Hamblin charging ritualistic abuse of children in this investigation and that he was using his position as a power as a father and a therapist, a neighbor, and as a member of the LDS Church. Investigators said they also anticipate 
uh, further arrests related to the case. This is just one more criminal investigation in a community where the highest percentage of the population embraces Mormonism, either LDS or polygamous, and this inv uh, investigation involves sexual crimes. Now, people say every community in our country and in our world at some point is faced with this kind of scandal. But our point is that Utah, especially Utah County, uh, most of it, a high percentage of it, are members of a church religious system that claims to be God's only true kingdom on earth, that heaven can be reached only through their religion and obeying their ordinances, their religious beliefs, which include prodigious sexual activity. Wouldn't God's true kingdom have less, not more, especially sexually-based crime? Uh, the statistics are more on the sexually-based crimes. The Federal Bureau of Investigation's Uniform Crime Reporting Database indicates that rape is the only violent crime in Utah with higher rates than the national average. So why is that? That's striking. It is, me. very much so. And we can go back to Mormon doctrine and kind of pick it apart a little bit. But here, uh, every uh, Mormon polygamist boasted about their, and well, the early Mormon polygamists <clears throat> boasted uh, about their glorified polygamy, which they called celestial marriage, the kind of marriage which they preach God gave his special blessing to, the, the high and holy order of the principle, which is called polygamy. Polygamy, which is nothing more than a man having multiple sex partners and huge families that he can't even support. Polygamy groups uh, uh, that put special effort into and into their own blessings on incest and incestuous marriages. All of Mormonism is patriarchal in organization where the male has all authority and the female must surrender to it. As this investigation of ritualistic sex abuse and trafficking provides more information, we'll continue to let our viewers know the results. The burden of guilt lies with the religious leadership that refuses to recant their policies and their doctrine. There's another news article that was recently published, again, about sexual abuse that was known by LDS church authorities, yet squelched by them. We quote, MJ was a tiny black-haired girl just five years old when her father admitted to his bishop that he was sexually abusing her. The father, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and an admitted pornography addict, was in counseling with his bishop when he revealed the abuse. The bishop, who was also a family physician, followed the church policy and called what church officials have dubbed the helpline for guidance. But the call offered little help for MJ. Lawyers for the church, widely known as the Mormon Church, who staff the helpline around the clock, told Bishop John Herod not to call police or child welfare officials. Instead, he kept the abuse secret. They said, you absolutely can do nothing, Herod said in a recorded interview with law enforcement. Okay, wait a minute. I want to know, why is that helpline staffed by lawyers and not by counselors? Exactly. Or someone who will represent the best interest of that child? Because they're not interested in that but child. They're I, interested in the church. When I first read this quote, I thought, I must have misread that. Yeah. It can't be staffed by lawyers. 
It is. But it is. It is. Yeah. And they respond the best way to protect the image of the the church, church, not Mm -hmm. the people. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later on in the program today. Um, Now, according to the article, Adams continued raping his daughter for seven more years, even up into her adolescence. But not only that, he also abused her infant sister. He would record some of his abuse on video, which he posted on the Internet, and he was finally arrested, not because of any help by the Mormon Church, but by Homeland Security with no help from the Mormon Church that he belonged to. Well, the Salt Lake Tribune reported this, and we quote from the article. I found many instances where people associated with the church or members of the church were shredding documents or destroying documents relating to child sex abuse. For instance, Lisa or Liza Adams, who was Paul Adams' wife after federal agents raided their home and seized electronic devices with thousands of pornographic photographs and nearly a thousand videos, many of them featuring the Adams children. After all that, according to her own testimony, she began shredding documents, anything with her husband's name on it, and she had the assistance of a visiting teacher from the Mormon Church. I interviewed the older daughter, MJ, multiple times, and she told me that she participated in the shredding of the documents. The kids just thought it was like a party. They were just having fun, you know, shredding documents. Hmm. Makes you shake your head. Wonder how things like this can get, they get by And it continues on and on and on. The Associated Press also has written about this incident. And one of their articles contain information of other cases where the LDS Church failed to protect those who cannot protect themselves and who kept this known abuse a secret. No apology comes from the LDS leadership. I was listening to Bill McKeever's program from Mormonism Research Ministry a few weeks ago, and he made a comment that is worthy of repeating. It concerns the leadership of the LDS Church in situations like this and in others. And although he did not include the polygamy groups in his comments, we will. But this is what he said. The leaders in Mormonism demand repentance from their members, but they themselves never repent. They don't personally repent of errors or misinformation. They don't repent for the church that has lied, deceived, and committed gross crimes in the past. It's a good point. Mm-hmm. When he said that, I thought I was just shook to my core because they don't, uh, like Jesus said in his day, don't do as they do. <laughs> because they're not a very good example of what they preach. Some cases involve the, the shredding of doctrines, of documents like we mentioned, and destroying rec- rec- records where lawsuits are filed. We have another quote. One of the latest developments in the Mormon Church sexual abuse lawsuits centers around the trial and conviction of Michael Adam Davis in a Minnesota court in May of 2022. Davis, a former leader of the Mormon Church, had been a registered sex offender, convicted three times in Utah before moving to Minnesota and attaining the role of elders quorum president at an LDS church in the state. The court heard that Davis used his position to gain the trust of a minor, a 13-year-old boy, whom he assaulted. 
Davis was convicted of all charges against him, including two counts of first-degree criminal sexual conduct, and he awaits sentencing at the time of writing. While the individual case is shocking, critics have asked how a registered sex offender in one state can so easily be installed in a position of power in a Mormon church in another. And this is from a website, uh, selectjustice.com, Mormon Church Lawsuit. Um, and and um, and very current. It is right? very current. It's an ongoing May of 2022. It's, it's an ongoing situation that's going on where they're investigating these sexual charges in the Mormon Church and why they're hiding them, why they're covering them up. Um, we get responsible responses from many people who ask, "Why are we picking on the LDS Church?" You know, these things happen everywhere, and, and they happen in other religions too, and they do. They, do. Um, and they happen everywhere in every society and every religion. But by our focusing on on them in Mormonism, we're not condoning any other religion or any other sexual abuse or cover-ups in any organization. We're against any of it, but. Like we mentioned, we focus on Mormonism for several reasons. It's the origin of Mormon polygamy, and that breeds a lot of sexual abuse, eternal sex, uh, the people who see themselves as God's only kingdom. Like we said, if that were true, they would have less sexual crimes, not more. Now, I watched a DVD recently entitled Spotlight. It's the true story of how the Boston Globe uncovered the massive cover-up of child molestation and abuse within the local Catholic diocese, which shook the entire Catholic Church to its core. They also claim to be the only true church, by the way. The Boston Globe chronicled pedophilia, sexual assaults, crimes against children by Catholic priests, sexual attacks on both boys and girls by those priests. The investigation went deep, and they were eventually to discover hundreds of such crimes in dozens of countries. And the religious leadership merely turned a blind eye and just relocated many of the abusers so they could continue molesting and abusing different children. The local diocese put pressure on the investigators, warning them not to publish their findings. They used phrases like, the people need us, don't put us in a bad light. Or they would point out faithful, loyal members of their church and say, these are good people, don't destroy their faith. They didn't seem to care about the children, the victims, whose faith had and whose lives had already been destroyed by the abusers they were protecting. It reminded me of the local religion here in Utah that says the same things. The people need us. No, they don't. All they need is Jesus, and he is all they need. They need nothing else. To get more updated information about this, we went to a website that's staying on top of a lawsuit against the Mormon Church for not reporting known sexual abuse. And if you want to keep track of the developments, the link is on the screen. It's a selectjustice.com Mormon Church lawsuit. And we want to quote the opening statement from that website. Last updated September 1st, 2022. So this is very current. Over the past couple of decades, harrowing stories of sexual abuse, child abuse, and subsequent cover-ups have dogged some of the major religious denominations and church organizations across the United States. The Mormon Church, also known as the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or LDS, is no exception, having faced a series of sex abuse lawsuits and accusations against its leaders and other individuals linked to the movement. 
As with any organization, some of the Mormon sex abuse cases are isolated incidents. However, there are also claims that some of the abuse was institutional, either carried out by or covered up by senior church members. In most cases, those bringing lawsuits against the Mormon church and its hierarchy claim that the church either failed to take the necessary steps to protect them from abuse, knew about the abuse but did nothing, or engaged in wholesale cover-ups to preserve the reputation of the church. Well, it's an ongoing lawsuit, and I do pray that something will come of it, that, that justice will, will come to these victims. And, and we just we already went through one of the cases, you know, that shows that they had been covering them up, relocating someone so that they could continue to abuse in another location. Now, on that website, there's a link where someone, if you have suffered a sexual abuse or molestation at the hands of an LDS person or church leader, uh, you can click on that link and present your case, and they will evaluate it. And we, we urge anyone who has thus far kept silent to, to submit the free uh, evaluation, and perhaps you can enter into that lawsuit. It's selectjustice.com. Now, and and as, as I was going through this, I thought it's too bad a legal team doesn't come together uh, to bring justice to those who, are, who have been abused in Mormon polygamy groups, that their victims also can get some justice, because this focuses only on the Mormon church itself. Um, according to people, groups who help those who escape Mormon polygamy groups, at least 90% of those who escape polygamy groups, and probably more, have been uh, subjected to some kind of abuse at the hands of those in the group. Now, there's enough information available, um, but they won't touch polygamy. I mean, I've got bookshelves of books. I've, I've interviewed... People. I've done book reviews on this show of so many people who have left polygamy and described their abuses, described the illegal activities. There is enough information available, but polygamy won't, won't be touched. It's protected, and we wonder why. From the Select Justice website, we quote from under the heading, Child Abuse in the Mormon Church. It's important to recognize that there are Mormon sexual abuse cases for both adult abuse and child abuse. These include the case of Helen W., who accused the Mormon church of trying to cover up the abuse of her children in order to protect the church's reputation. The case of Amy Hall, who was groomed and then sexually assaulted by a bishop in a Mormon church in California. The case of Lon Kennard, an LDS bishop who was convicted of 43 counts of sexual abuse and sexual exploitation of children. The case of Michael Wayne Coleman, an LDS bishop who was arrested in Arizona and charged with felonies relating to luring a minor for sexual exploitation. Please note that the above represents a small selection of child sex abuse cases litigated against members of the Mormon Church. It's mind-boggling, isn't it? Now, the article admits that they have difficulty putting together sexual abuse statistics for the Mormon church because they don't know the scale of the problem yet. Now, there are cultural issues and accountability problems. The LDS emphasis is on forgiving abusers rather than punishing them. And in 2020, Utah lawmakers struck down a federal requirement that clergy report sex abuse crimes. That boggles my mind. That bothers how, my mind. How, how could that possibly be? It's a good question. 
It what isn't. kind of an argument can you make? Like I said, I like to be a fly on the wall in their I, discussions. Yeah. <laughs> Find out why, like you say, how can that be? And uh, they, well, Utah lawmakers pretty much follow the vote according to the LDS Church hierarchy recommendations. Um, so maybe that's how it could be. The doctrines of Mormonism, of course, play a part in their behavior. For instance, one woman who remains anonymous tells of her father raping her as a child, but he justified his sexual abuse by telling her that Mary, the mother of Jesus, was impregnated by God the Father. That's why Mary had to have sex with God. And that was, an, and in some places, still a Mormon doctrine, a Mormon church doctrine. Oddly, the church's official position is that abuse cannot be tolerated in any form and abusers are subject to church discipline. In fact, Russell Nelson, in a talk in this last conference, said abuse should not be done. It should not be mentioned. It shouldn't happen. It's wrong. But that looks good on paper. Well, there's the problem. It shouldn't be mentioned. (laughs) There's the issue. (laughs) But that's not what they do. Is 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 the fa- her father, the woman who raped this, using God as the scapegoat again, mm-hmm. and 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 others have not been disciplined, and they're not disciplined. Mm-hmm. When her stake, when this woman who had been raped by her father, when her state president found out about the abuse, he responded in a letter to responded to her in a letter, saying, "Quote." Church leaders decided they could do nothing more to help him repent and reform, leaving him in, quote, the hands of God, end quote. Well, what about her? They don't ever care. They don't do the victims. They're not considered, it seems. You know, but you know what the Bible tells us? That God has given us human leaders to punish lawbreakers. Another, and believe me, he will fall into the hands of God, too. Another scandal in this Mormon culture is Mormon sex, excuse me, trafficking. And this is also from selectjustice.com. Several news reports have mentioned the issue of Mormon sex trafficking. For example, an LDS bishop was arrested along with a group of other men, not necessarily affiliated with the Mormon church, in July 2019. The arrests, as reported by Fox News, were made after a sting operation in Utah with law enforcement officers posing as minors and prostitutes. The LDS bishop, David Moss, had previously been under investigation for on-duty sexual relationships in Georgia, where he served as a police officer working in vice operations. Critics have asked how it is possible for someone with huge question marks over their conduct in one state to simply move to another state and take up a position of authority with the Mormon church, allowing them to attack again. And we read an earlier account of MJ, the same thing, Mm -hmm. exactly. And the questions are valid. Why does this happen? Why is this allowed to happen? Now, this website article does not neglect the FLDS scandal involving Warren Jeffs. In fact, it said Warren Jeffs' activities were the biggest scandal to hit the Mormon church. But the FLDS is not part of the LDS church, which they do bring to the reader's attention, but then qualified it with this observation. To be clear, the FLDS and LDS are entirely separate, having split into separate denominations over 100 years ago. 
but the cult-like activities of the FLDS and the series of sexual assaults, including assaults of minors carried out by its leader, continued to cast a shadow over the wider Mormon community. And I would agree with that. And from another article on a different website. A review of sex abuse litigation against the Mormon church by Law 360 shows that between 2000 and 2016, there have been at least 43 lawsuits claiming a lack of reporting or prevention. Of those, 22 ended in settlements, seven were dismissed, and two sent to trial, according to Law 360 Review. Wait, Wait. 22 ended in settlements? Yeah. Seven dismissed, and only two went to trial. Yeah. And the settlements are all done in secret, mm-hmm. where we don't really know what what they settled on. They, they make a money pay, mm-hmm. monetary payment. Yeah, Maybe they offer free counseling. Who knows? Yeah. Take your settlement and shut up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 22. And that takes us back to an earlier question. Why is sexuality such a huge part of Mormonism? Now, as we've frequently pointed out in the past, we do so again. What did Jesus say about good fruit? So this is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 7, 17 to 20. So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, you will recognize them by their fruits. And all this sexuality is not good fruit in the Mormon religion, whether it's polygamy or the main church itself. Mormonism is very interested in their polished image, and they seem to do everything they can to keep it gleaming. Jesus told those kinds of religious leaders in Matthew 23, 28, you also appear outwardly righteous to others, but within you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Jesus didn't pull any punches. And Jesus came for the very reasons that Mormonism is hiding their bad fruit. Jesus came to save sinners. Mormonism hides and protects them. Jesus came to show love and compassion to the hurting and the abused. Mormonism hides the hurting and abused and shuts them up. Jesus came to make us holy. Mormonism teaches us we have to make ourselves holy, and that is impossible. Mormonism needs the biblical Jesus. Finally, two Navajo sisters filed a lawsuit in 2016. The anonymous plaintiff said they were raped repeatedly while in foster care from 1965 to 1972, and it was not lawfully reported. We've heard stories like this many times over. And next time, we're going to talk about another case of a lady who I know personally, she also had been placed in the Mormons, uh, Mormonism's Indian placement program during that time. And while there, she was molested more than once by a prominent man in the leadership of the LDS Church. Despite her efforts to bring him to justice, nothing was done about it. And just recently, another lawsuit was filed against the Kingston Polygamous Group by 10 former members alleging its leaders engaged in sexual and physical abuse, fraud, and profit from unpaid child labor. The plaintiffs are mostly female. It consists of 109 pages and describes multiple disturbing allegations against the Kingston Group, which is also known as the Order. It states this. 
It is a common and intentional practice in the order to require girls and women to submit sexually to their husbands, even if the sexual submission is against their will, because having children results in workers for the benefit of the order. It is also a common and intentional practice in the order for girls to be impregnated and have children when they're young, so they cannot leave, which also benefits the order. They allege the Kingstons use their kids for unlawful child labor by forcing them to work in order-run businesses without paying them. And as Walter Cronkite used to say, that's, that's the, way the way it, it is. is in Mormon, Utah. Yeah. And we will follow through with these things as, they, as new events and information takes place. And sadly, there will be more. And there will be, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Thank you, Dorothy. It's a tough topic, but... We've got to Thanks talk to about us. it. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I appreciate it very much. You know, Isaiah 2.22 tells us to stop regarding man. Why should he be esteemed? First Chronicles 16 tells us that all the gods of the people are idols. And Psalm 108 tells us that salvation by man is worthless. All of these warnings from God's infallible word should be heeded by those in the Mormon faith because they hit at the center of their belief system. Jesus Christ, who is God the Son, is the only person we need for salvation. We cannot earn it. No religion or church has an exclusive on it. Reliance on particular religious laws and ordinance is actually disobedience to God. There are no other gods. Man cannot become a god. And God Almighty is not a man of flesh and bones having sex in the heavenly realms. We grieve with the many who have been hurt by the Mormon religion and pray that the truth of Jesus Christ will be proclaimed to them because Jesus only is the only way they'll find their way to heaven. Thank you for watching. This has been the audio podcast of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. Polygamy, What Love Is This? is produced by A Shield and Refuge Ministry. More information on this program, including the video version of it, can be found at whatloveisthis.tv. If you have any questions or need help getting free from Mormon fundamentalism, write us at contact at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 1-800-877-425-9993.